We're going to be talking to someone who knows the Western United boys pretty well and everybody else at the club because his mission statement is he's, he's head of football operations. He's the, the GM. He, he knows what's going on and uh, we should make him very welcome. And the best part about this is we've got him on Zoom. So why don't you introduce young Mal? Mal Impiambato, welcome. Mate, to looking good. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Well, can you believe it? All that preseason, the, the six-month preseason that the A League is renowned for, um, it's over. Uh, and, Long, and, and longest longest preseason in world sport, but we're delighted that we're only two days away from our opening game. So you know, I spoke to, we're looking forward to I, I spoke to Popper about four or five years ago, and he he said the same thing then. And how long it was, and the preseason's actually got longer because of <laughs> the way we've changed our scheduling, and we've, our new broadcasters have come on board, and um, it's a very, very um, uh, exotic and exciting uh, occasion. Because tomorrow, all the talk is out the window, and we actually see players on the pitch. The referees have, have got their act together. We're, we we have a better sense of VAR, and we've even we've even watched VAR spread around the world. And hasn't it been interesting watching, especially from your perspective, because you were part of Football Australia or Football FFA as it was in in, in those days. You've been part of um, uh, of a World Cup with with Australian teams, so you have a unique perspective, Mel. Um, and here you are now at Western United. What have you made of all the the tinkering? And, and all this new technology that we need to embrace because we can't be stuck in, you know, 50 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago. The world moves on um, and believe it or not, we're, we'll get through COVID with a little bit more support um, uh, and we need to be smart. We need to just can't rush back. And I hate this word normal. We're not going to see normal for a long time, but we can be smart and get around and do things. And I bet you're doing that and that's been part front and centre for you over the last uh, few months as you get ready. Absolutely. It's been, a uh, no doubt, a unique pre-season, it's fair to say. Obviously quite extended because of the break through the, uh, the end of last season and the extension of a, a new starting date for the, for the new A-League's men competition. But um, we've played a number of pre-season friendlies now and we've been hampered by, I guess, the, the COVID impact here in Victoria. Uh, but so has every other club. So we've just had to move on and get, uh, and get on with what we maybe classify as the new normal, George. Um, you, you, you had a lot of fun last week. You played your FFA Cup game and absolutely uh, and what you just keep bringing the action don't you I, I couldn't believe some of those things that happened in that game so, it does. so what you, are you doing you're writing a whole new script we, it may look like it because uh, once you go out and play for points or you put a cup on the uh, on the line, uh, some funny things happen in football, as you can see. But uh, it was just fantastic to be able to get out there and, and first and foremost play against a different side than Melbourne City. I think we played Melbourne City three times during the preseason. So it was an opportunity for us to play a competitive match. And uh, we were delighted to be able to get back out to Geelong just before this week's opener against Melbourne Victory. So it was a, a great opportunity for us to get back playing competitive football. The FFA Cup was the first uh, outing for Western United in that competition. Of course, running that competition formed a big part of your uh, your former role over at Football Australia. So, I mean, just how relieved are you to see this competition still alive, still up and running with all the complications we've had? 
Yeah, it's amazing how they've been able to obviously get it up and running with the pandemic here in Australia. Um, I'm just delighted that this competition go, goes going from strength to strength. It's a, a competition that truly unites uh, the game from grassroots through the professional level. So it's fantastic that we're able to see it back in 2021, obviously um, postponed last year due to the pandemic, but uh, fantastic to see it up and running. And credit to all the MPL clubs and the community clubs who are playing in, uh, in November uh, and trying to compete against obviously most of the other A-League clubs who are now heading to the start of our, of our season. So it is a bit of a challenge for them, but it's just fantastic to be able to see it uh, going strength to strength. And your new media partner has added another la- layer of luster to the FFA Cup. Um, you can now see it getting the sort of support and encouragement and indeed platform-wise, it's there for all to see. We're not hiding it. We're not playing it midweek. We're 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 running it out there, and, and it's, they're going to be standalone games. And when the uh, uh, winner is announced, there's something else of quite remarkable value uh, there to be won. Absolutely. You're talking about five games away from being involved in Asia, which is fantastic. And the opportunity for a grassroots club or an MPL club to have that ability um, to play on the biggest stage in Asia is just uh, a fantastic carrot for anyone. So as an A-League club, absolutely. Do we value the FFA Cup here at, uh, at Western United? Oh, absolutely. An opportunity to win trophies. There's only three that you can win in the in Australia, the A-League, uh, the Championship, the Premiership and the FFA Cup. So uh, from our sense, uh, we're just delighted as a club that we're actually be able to there was our first actual game in the FFA Cup so another milestone for our club and an opportunity for us to uh, to win trophies which is fantastic tell us about your role at Western United what does it actually involve for the layperson who doesn't really understand what GM does You're not too. You're not too wrong, George. It's um, basically overlooking the whole football department, everything from our our boys' youth to our women's program to also our A League um, competition and men's uh, competition as well. So just got to get used to the new naming rights competition, A League men's and A League women's. So just got to roll that off a little bit, a little bit easier over the course of the next few months. But in essence, it's just overseeing the football department, um, overseeing the strategic direction of all of our components, both women's, boys, and uh, and senior men's. Yeah, and the uh, and the uh, A League uh, youth is another uh, component to the programming mm. that we're going to have to look at, and it's it's encouraging that they're all going to get their piece of the pie, their their opportunity to shine. Um, and speaking of shining, uh, Johnny A started with a win. Yeah, Johnny A is fantastic. He's come on board and um, he's been a fantastic acquisition for our football club. When we went through the process of trying to find a replacement last season, we had to look at a few things that were important to our club and, and that was obviously someone that would live and die by our values and beliefs of what we wanted to be as uh, as Western United Football Club. And John ticks all the boxes in that sense. Uh, he's come on board and the environment's been fantastic. And most importantly, we want to make sure that we get the right people in here first as well for first and foremost, because if you've got an environment where you can allow people to excel, um, we're no doubt going to get the best out of our players and our people. So John's really done that. He's well respected by the playing group and vice versa. There's a real mutual respect and uh, we're delighted with obviously the way he started and and the foundations that we've put forward um, this season, we feel we've given ourselves every opportunity to at least be uh, competitive and successful moving forward. So uh, we're really looking forward to this year. There's been a number of changes. We've made a number of changes in our, our football um, 
roster as well as our staff, but they were necessary changes for us to continue to evolve and um, improve our, our, I guess, our practices and our structure. And we feel we've given ourselves every chance to be competitive this season. Really impressed with your foreign signings, I have to say, in particular. For the club, where does that process start? Is it looking at, you know, sort of stats providers or are you going through agents for recommendations or players or is it the coaching staff who, you know, cast their eye far and wide? How do you scout uh, for uh, foreign signings when just the pool of players is so huge? Mm. Yeah, it's a combination of all of that, Josh, to be fair. Um, in essence, what we'll do initially is we'll look at our existing player roster and see where the deficiencies lie. Um, and then there's obviously an opportunity to go, okay, we're going to uh, go with the foreign signing in a number of these positions if we can't find an opportunity to find an Australian um, that can do that role. And then when it does that, we then specifically look at the attributes that we're looking for in each of the positions that we are obviously looking to fill. And then we'll utilise our contacts, whether they be uh, player agents, they'll be obviously our software and uh, our Wisecout, our Instat, all of the relevant information that we'll do to obviously keep track of our players and the individuals. And then most importantly, um, it's about speaking to the individuals and themselves and making sure that we're bringing the right person in as well. Um, I think you've seen probably many times before in the in the, in the A-League competition that um, you can bring someone here with great pedigree, but they might not fit into, um, into the way of life or the conditions in, in Australia here and also um, the culture fit and the cultural shift we're delighted to say that the ones that we do have here at the moment have been fantastic for our club and we're hoping that they'll have an impact for us this year yeah you've had a diamond uh, you know come to the club and uh, the amante has been a revelation um it's it's a great pity uh, we've already heard it from football fans across australia uh, why wasn't he allowed to come as a marquee player half a dozen years earlier. Well, victories Can losses you, Western United's game. I was that, just going to say, respect. I was just going to say better late than never. And, and you talked about something very special then. You talked about quality of person. And he's proven that what he does off the pitch as well as what he does on the pitch is equally impressive. He is a character. He is quite a character and a well-rounded individual and offers an awful lot, doesn't he? He does. Not only does he provide, obviously, his um, abilities on the field, it's what he does off the field, which is really important for us, especially as a new club and an evolving club. You need someone of Deer's character, personality, uh, to be driving, obviously, the club and our values. Most importantly, uh, he lives and dies by what this club is about, and uh, he leads by example both of what he does on the field and off the field. He's, he's 38 years of age, uh, but you'll see him here at training every single day. There's a day off. He'll still be here. He'll come out here and make sure he's looking up after himself. Um, I think that's been his life. Um, not sure what he'll do after that. I'm not sure if he'll ever want to finish because uh, football's been his life since day one and uh, you'll still see him at 38 years of age. The passion and desire to still love the game the way he does. Um, it's fantastic to see our younger boys hopefully be able to see that and see what it takes to become the elite player that obviously Deer has become over the course of his 20 plus years in professional football. So um, we're delighted to have someone like him on board but uh, he had so much more than just what he adds on the field um it's everything else that he adds off that's important for our club and, and, and the example he sets as you touched on to the wenzel halls and all the others who thought they were training properly and, and putting in can you imagine watching this uh, uh, slightly older gentleman running around with such passion he hates to lose doesn't he 
hates to lose. Sorry, he hates to lose the ball, let alone yeah, lose the game. <laughs> he's, a, he's, an absolute, yeah, he's a winner. He's he's got that. Um, if he goes out to training, uh, he, he'll have the same passion and intensity uh, to win games at training. Um, it, it's. He's infatuated with the game. It's what he loves and that's what he knows. And um, it's infectious. The other guys around him obviously just have to be a part of it or else they just don't fit in. So it's a fantastic little cultural, um, uh, I guess, possession to have because it allows us to obviously just then filter through the rest of the, the group. And then our younger players come in and see this from one of your, your, your leaders at 38 years of age. That's, you know, fantastic for us. Uh, have you been uh, still running a, a bit of a bubble or can you, uh, you know, run it a bit, a little bit more open uh, than uh, than where we were at the end of last season, where you had to keep everybody pretty close. Yeah, we're still going to be cautious and conscious of obviously there, there is obviously a fair amount of COVID that still is in around Victoria at the yep. moment. Um, we're obviously sharing a facility with another professional sporting team in Essendon Football Club here at the Hangar. So we've got to be conscious as well, obviously our practices and our processes that are in play. Um, we certainly aren't in a, in, a, in a bubble as such. However, we are very cautious of individuals that um, are in and around our training facility. And likewise, on match day, we've just got to take every precaution we can. So it is a bit of a challenge. Like I said, I think we spoke. I, I don't know what the new normal is, but I don't think anything that we're doing right now is normal. Yeah, um, but we have to be flexible and agile. Uh, and I think everyone's now got used to that, right? I think we've been doing this for the last two seasons. So um, one thing that we probably didn't do well last year was adapt uh, when things uh, changed. Um, we need to obviously make sure that this year we're agile. We are flexible and we know that at some point we may need to shift quickly. We may need to change our schedule. Uh, we may need to uh, have a short turnaround, but we need to be able to be mentally resilient enough to obviously deal with those kind of things this year. You mentioned the hangar. Um, what are the facilities like at the at the new digs? Because uh, I heard Alexander Priovich, you know, even someone of his pedigree coming over here was quite impressed. <laughs> they are fantastic, Josh. We're quite lucky to be able to share a facility of this nature. Um, the fact that we've got everything from a rehab and um, recovery and a medical perspective that uh, you could ever ask for as a professional athlete is fantastic. So um, access to pools on site, drop pools, um, recovery baths, um, a gym, that is is extraordinary an indoor area that allows us to do our our prehab and our rehab as well and uh, we've got some real fantastic facilities even the pitch itself is in fantastic condition so we're quite lucky um, but it's an opportunity for us as a club to bring the club together as a collective mm. previously we were split uh, football and administration and now as of january and february next year i believe it is uh, we're all going to be here in the one area which is fantastic that's an ability for us to obviously bring our administration and our football together which will no doubt help us. Uh, Mel, that segues beautifully to uh, what happens next. Everyone's been talking about the uh, the opportunity of um, Western United to have its own stadium. Now, it's been delayed. There have been some setbacks. And I believe Chris Pelivanis uh, was going to join us today, but he's been uh, caught out doing something else that he needed to, to uh, get out of the way. What uh, I believe we can get Chris next week to give us the absolute latest on what's happening at the stadium and you've got some big news. Absolutely. I think Chris will come on next week and absolutely be able to obviously discuss all things stadium. Um, certainly an exciting part of obviously our journey and our club as to um, our evolution is the stadium build, no doubt. 
Um, obviously, a number of questions around that, and Chris obviously is going to be able to obviously fill in everyone around how that progression is going. Look, there has obviously been natural delays due to a, a pandemic. At the end of the day, we have been in a global pandemic for the last uh, two years, so it has obviously certainly impacted on the obviously that progression. Um, but we're certainly excited about the journey, and the stadium build is something that is forefront of what our football club is going to be like in in a few years' time. And we're certainly excited with what um, with what is available for us and our boys and our talented girls over the course of the next two, three years, um, what they've got look what they've got to look forward to. Um, we want to be a destination club for everyone in the West. And um, when you have something of that nature come on board, that's certainly going to be something that's going to attract people to Western United Football Club. One of my old colleagues, Les Street, we worked together in the days of the FFA Cup when it first launched with a series of programs called Fields to Dream. And it was uh, an exciting uh, opportunity for us to talk about grounds and stadia and this, that and the other. And he's dying to see not only what what the plans are, but where it's actually going to be. He is uh, not not just a nitpicker. He is fastidious to the nth <laughs> degree. And he, he, he wants to know the GPS uh, setting and, and all of that sort of stuff because he, he just loves the idea. He thinks it's a game changer. You get this right. And it'll put you in a unique position like no other club in Australia. And that uh, that's pretty special. Absolutely. I think, uh, like you said, I think you've hit the nail on the head, George. Um, I think no other professional sporting club in Australia uh, has been able to do this thus far. So in the event that we're able to obviously do this over the course of the next few years, um, it will be a game changer, not only for us, but I think for the league itself and the rest of the clubs. We may set the benchmark moving forward of what it should look like for the game and uh, for professional sport in Australia. So we're certainly excited. It's obviously, an, we're an ambitious club. We're a club that uh, we did come in and we did say we wanted to rock the boat a little and, and we certainly will. And we certainly have, uh, obviously, over the course of the last two seasons, um, we've put together a a men's team. Um, we've put together a youth side now with two youth teams participating in the National Premier League's competition. We've built a connection with the Calder Women's, which will lead us into our um, A-League Women's competition in 2022, which is fantastic. And that's all in just two years' time, right? So um, we're really looking forward to obviously what uh, the future lies ahead for this football club. Um, two years, obviously, in the mix, and uh, we feel we're obviously done a number of things, but um, there's still so much more to achieve, and, and we're ambitious. We're bullish, absolutely. Um, we want to make sure that we're, we're not here to make up the numbers. We want to obviously play a significant part for our community uh, and the people that we do represent within that community. So uh, in terms of the, the complications involved behind the scenes of the stadium build, I know there are some things you can't talk about, but uh, just how uh, complicated it is, is it working with government for approvals and so forth and also with uh, certain projects that will require government funding? Obviously, the, sta- the stadium itself is privately supported, um, but things like the infrastructure around it and um, public transport um, yeah. to you know, sort of underserved areas in the West might be an issue. Yeah, no doubt. I think Chris will obviously be able to touch on all of those facets in the in the next discussion next week. But certainly you mentioned a number of those things, which is not just the football stadium that we are building. Um, it's a precinct. So um, there's a number of things that uh, need to obviously be adhered to. So um, I think Chris can add probably a little bit more to that. And he's probably got a bit more knowledge on that sense from, from that end. But from a football sense, we're absolutely delighted to be able to see what is uh, being touted as a stadium uh, and a training facility, which is second to none, which is fantastic. Talk to me about Saturday. It, you're up against it. You've got a brand new uh, uh, outfit, uh, basically up against a brand new team. Well, I, sh- I should call uh, it's one of the old teams that 
is brand new. Uh, Popper is the new coach at Victory. It's certainly been a bit He's of a revolution. He's got about 55 new <laughs> players. Uh, they're all under the salary cap. I don't know how they've done it, but no, no. It's an exciting time because Victory uh, didn't enjoy the last couple of years and they are notorious uh, winners. They are notorious serial winners. They they want to be seen as the club, the biggest club in the country. Uh, and they, they're going to be having to travel to Geelong to yeah. take you guys on Saturday. Um, what time is the game? 7.45 on Saturday night. So uh, we're looking forward to it, that's for sure. So I'm not too sure if they are, but we certainly are. But uh, we know that, look, Melbourne Victory is a, look, a fantastic club with rich history, absolutely. Um, but they've made a number of changes over the course of the season as well. They'll be certainly looking to improve on what they did last season. And likewise, from our end, we had a we had a poor finish. We're, we're not going to uh, we're not going to steer away from that. We had a poor finish to our season, and we're looking to make amends um, and start the season off, um, obviously, very well as well. Um, so Saturday night, uh, it's just, I think you, you walk around the club now and there's a sense of relief and excitement because we're playing for competitive, a competitive match for three points, which we haven't done in a very long time. So uh, we've got a number of new faces ourselves, but the excitement uh, amongst the group is fantastic. And we're really just looking forward to it. We hope that we obviously people can get out there. Um, we've got a fantastic initiative of kids under 12 free. So hopefully encourage a number of our individuals to bring their families, um, obviously um, get out to a game, we haven't done that again in one or two years' time. We haven't been able to go to live football. So now is that time to actually get back and enjoy live sport again. And hopefully Saturday is that opportunity with the Melbourne Derby. Now, I noticed that Melbourne has just uh, waved off uh, more restrictions, saying to all Victorians that uh, things are getting closer and closer to as they should be. Uh, does, that, does that mean, though, we still need people double vax to turn up to the, to the, to the football? Yeah, I think there's obviously recent changes that have been announced literally as early as today. And yep. I think from midnight tonight, there's a number of other changes. So I guess from our end, we've obviously got to see how that evolves and what that means for Saturday. Yep. I think at this stage, the uh, the capacity from what we had previously was 12,500. So I'm not too sure if that will be lifted. Um, but I understand that the ticket sales have been great to date. I would encourage people to obviously still get their tickets as early as possible, understanding there obviously are restrictions. Um, but... I guess the opportunity to play in front of a, a fantastic crowd on a, on a Saturday night for competitive um, for three points is, is, is something that we're certainly looking forward to. And we'd encourage everyone to join. And um, it's, it's, it's a season that I think most people are very, very excited about. I've seen a little bit of a change in Harden. I've seen, obviously, it looks a little bit different this year. Um, and people are obviously excited. And you can certainly feel it around our football club. And we're delighted to be able to obviously go out and open the season on a Saturday night against a, a rival in Melbourne Victory. So I would encourage those to uh, to get to the stadium. But if you can't attend, uh, there's obviously an opportunity for you to watch on Paramount Plus as well, which is fantastic. Um, I was just going to ask you one question. What stage of the week does John Aloisi pick the team? Do the boys know who's turning out on Saturday or is there still another session? And then he pins up the, the, sheet, the, the, the team sheet and says, there you are. Yeah, so we've got another session tomorrow morning. We'll train here at the hangar again and we'll have one session before Saturday. So at the conclusion of that session, the uh, the team will be erected in the uh, in the change rooms and the players will know if they're in that squad. Um, 
you won't really know if you're in that starting 11. John will, John will advise, obviously, on the day uh, as to what that uh, 11 will look like. And obviously, uh, um, it, most of the players will probably change and chop and change throughout the week and they'll see themselves in and there'll, there'll be a few bib changes and the, the bibs will shift across from one person to another. So John will certainly keep everyone uh, eager and on their toes, no doubt. But uh, the good thing is from our end that we've got, obviously, most of our players up and ready to go for this week, which is fantastic. Cannot wait, Mal. Thank you so much for joining us here on FNR and uh, best of luck for the season. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Uh, short notice, we thank you very much for jumping in uh, and we look forward to catching up with Chris Pelivanis next week to talk about the, the nitty-gritty and uh, answer some of those questions that uh, have been uh, just absolutely needing to be answered regarding the, the, the new stadium and uh, just some big news that's coming out of Western United. Thank you very much for joining us, Mal. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for your support. All the very best.